circle centers for Cousins, a shot, and he scores. Dylan Cousins makes it 3-0 Lethbridge. Byram going to take it coast to coast on a backhand, scores! Up to the blue line, Vandalese, the effort, tip, scores! Carson Folk is Mr. Teddy Bear! A deflection. Oh, he scores! It's over! It's over! Game 7, overtime, hero! Hi, hello, and how are you doing? I am Zach Hodder, your host for the WHL podcast. We have a great episode for you today. We'll be checking in with Peyton Krebs, who's currently in the bubble up in Edmonton with the number one seeded Vegas Golden Knights, as well as current University of Calgary Dino, Matt O'Faro, who fills us in on what it's like to play in the Crow Child Classic. And our last guest on this week's show is 2019 first round picks the Kamloops Blazers, Connor Levis. Before we get to all of that, let's check in on what's going on around the Western Hockey League for the week of August 12th, 2020. The WHL has announced adjusted start dates for the 2020-21 season. The new schedule has regular season games starting December 4th and the league's committed to playing all 68 regular season games as well as four rounds of playoffs. The adjusted schedule comes as part of the league's commitment to health and safety of its players, officials, staff and fans and the opening date of the season is contingent on receiving approvals from the necessary authorities in the WHL territory. The Swift Current Broncos have signed Belarusian import forward Vladislav Demidovich to a WHL standard player agreement. Demidovich, who was selected 63rd overall in the 2020 CHL import draft, scored 13 goals and 8 assists for 21 points with Belarus U18 last season. The Brandon Wheat Kings have signed Russian import defenseman Yaroslav Buskin to a WHL standard player agreement. Selected 39th overall in the 2020 CHL import draft, Buskin scored four goals and one assist for five points with Ruski Vityazi Chekhov in the MHL. Apologies to those two import players for most likely butchering both of their names, but let's jump into the podcast with our first conversation with Winnipeg Ice captain Peyton Krebs. He's trying to pry him free. They'll get it to the line. Zalotti. Krebs in the middle of the zone. Look, shoots, wins it. It's a goal from Krebs, and the ice have done it. 3 2 in the overtime. I'm here with Peyton Krebs, the captain of the Winnipeg Ice, and currently a member of the Vegas Golden Knights on their quest for the cup. Peyton, how's Edmonton? How's, how's being in the NHL? Yeah, no, definitely coming from Vegas back to uh, my hometown, or I guess not my home, my home province. It's been fun getting to, to know uh, what the bubble is like and and uh, how the playoffs are going to be. So it's it's been really fun. I've been enjoying every moment of it. Obviously, being in the NHL, it's uh, what you dream of and playing in the playoffs. So see, I'm just watching right now, but uh, cheering all my teammates on. Yeah, you might be watching right now, but you could get in the lineup at any moment. You know, looking back on when the season ended, when did Vegas let you know that you know, you'd be joining the team for training camp with the possibility to travel with them to the bubble. From the end of the season, I, I, I wanted to be prepared if something uh, came up. So I, I didn't take a day off and um, I just wanted to be prepared. And, and that way, if I didn't get the call, I, I knew I was ready. And if I did, then I, I was ready. So I, I prepared myself. And I think uh, about a month before training camp, Kelly gave me a call and said, probably be bringing you to camp if, if there is one. And from there, I just, well, we stayed in touch. And before camp there, he gave me a call and I'd be coming. And I didn't think uh, I'd be coming to the bubble. And I just gave it my hardest. And fortunate to be able to, to get a spot and, and be able to come here. Yeah, it's exciting for you for sure. What was that training camp like? You know, you played all season in the Western League. Obviously, you had an Achilles injury last summer that that delayed your start. But what was the difference you felt from your last Western Hockey League practice to that first NHL training camp practice? I was fortunate, uh, I guess, unfortunate to have that Achilles injury. But at the same time, I, 
I was able to build a lot of relationships here in Vegas and, uh, with the guys and especially Mark to feel comfortable coming into camp this time around was, was nice and um, to have some familiar faces to chat with. But that part made it really easy to, to step on the ice. And I think for me, uh, the, the biggest difference was obviously just everyone wants to be there and everyone wants to play, play their hardest. And obviously, the playoffs are out a big, big thing and they want to prepare themselves. So the, the practices were very high intensity and um, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it and it's been the same throughout the, the bubble here. The practices have been intense and um, obviously it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it and it keeps a, keeps a smile and I'm having a great day. Uh, Mark, obviously Mark Stone, who you're living with in Vegas, you know, what's it like to be able to, you know, live with a guy that is turned in or blossomed into a very good NHL player, potentially the captain of that team next season. What are you learning from him and what advice has he had for you uh, during your time with the Golden Knights? Yeah, I think uh, coming in training camp, I wasn't sure if I was going to be making the bubble. And uh, I think for me, he just said, you got nothing to lose. You're, you're here. And um, obviously, I didn't play all season, so um, they haven't really seen much. They have never, never seen me play with with my Achilles uh, in a, a Vegas uniform. So just kind of go out there, have fun. You got nothing to lose, and um, you're just kind of showing what you can do. So, no, he's been great, obviously, uh, letting me stay at his home and um, just be comfortable, obviously. He brings a lot of the guys over, and um, I've, been, I've been fortunate to build a lot of relationships. And not only him, but all the whole team is uh, – they're all just great guys, and it's a lot of fun to be a part of. So looking back on this season, you know, it was the first year in Winnipeg. What was that transition like for you going from, from Cranbrook out to Winnipeg, new city, new arena? What was your experience like this first season with the, with the ice? You know, obviously, uh, Cranbrook, my time there in two years, I loved it. I had great billets, and uh, I loved the, the city for sure. But going to, to Winnipeg felt like a fresh start. Obviously, uh, we didn't have the best success back. Um, my last two years and it was nice to have a fresh start to allow us to be successful and again I was really fortunate to have a great billets in Winnipeg. Travis and, and Carmel Ticone were, were really awesome to me and it made me feel at home as soon as I got there and you know and then, and then Winnipeg obviously the fans were great when we were there I only played I don't know how many games, a handful of games there but uh, I know I loved it a lot um, you know I was a little skeptical of Winnipeg at first but uh, I found it to be uh, one of my my second home for sure. Yeah it's a little bit of a uh, different change going from Winnipeg down to Vegas uh, after the winter that you've had down there but you talked about Mark Stone how he's been a guy that you've been able to lean on. You had a, a young player on your team who played uh, you know 20-25 games with you this year Matt Savoy what advice were you able to give to him as a also a first overall pick in the Western Hockey League in his first WHL action this past season? Yeah, I think obviously he's a really special player. It's going to be really exciting to see him in the future. And for me, I, I mean, I, I kind of just let him do his thing. I, I kind of, I'm one of those leaders that just likes to set the tone in practice and games. And I, I tried to make sure I battled hard every time I went, went against him and um, just worked my work my bag off in practice. So um, doing those little things and just uh, making sure he, he practices those little things, keeping getting stronger, obviously that's a, a big part of it. Making sure he's confident in his game. I think he definitely has the skills to be there. And for me, I knew when I was a younger guy too, that I knew I had the skills of just being confident and executing them at that pace. So I'm um, just trying to enforce that and let him have fun and do his thing. He's obviously uh, got to where he is for a reason and um, just let him, let him do his thing.
Well, on that note of confidence, again, we touched on it earlier, but you, you unfortunately tore your Achilles last summer, uh, delayed your start. You only played in 38 Western League games this year. But from the first game you came back, you were as dominant, if not more dominant than you've been in your Western Hockey League career. Where did you find that confidence to step back in after what most people would consider a very difficult injury to come back from and have such success like the way you did? Yeah, I think for me, um, I didn't really know what Achilles meant in, in the injury world coming into it. I, I when I when I heard, it, I was like, "Oh, no problem, just another injury." I was like, "Oh, it's like six months, whatever, five months." Uh, I turned into to eight months for sure, and I had no idea what how big of a um, injury my mine really was. And I think that kind of helped me get through it in a way that I think, "Oh, I just I'll get through it." For a lot of some people. Uh, it can be the end of their career with it. So, you know, for me, I just I just stuck with it and grinded every day. I knew that what Vegas did, uh, was the time I was there in the five months, um, I was going to be ready to play. And it took me a while. It took me, you know, you said I, I impacted right away. But for me, I felt like it was I was a little bit lost for 20 games. And then I finally found my stride for 18 and then it ended. But you know, it was a lot of fun and um, I loved it. Well, those 18 got you to the NHL bubble, which is pretty impressive. How has your bubble experience been? What are you doing to keep busy away from the ice? And uh, is there any experiences you've got to have in there that have been really unique so far? I mean, it's, it's been a really cool experience. Obviously, some of the older guys have been around in the NHL a long time and seen a lot of guys. But for me, uh, I haven't played or seen any of, the, any of those top NHL guys and you just walk past in the hallway. It's it's pretty special. I mean, you, you get the goosebumps for sure. Just seeing some of the people you're walking by and sitting in the elevator with at, in the bubble for sure. I've been going a lot, of, doing a lot of virtual golf. Derek England and John Merrill and Nick Hay, we, we've been golfing a lot um, on, the, on the golf simulator. So um, but that's been a lot of fun and uh, skating every day. And um, there's been a few, few uh, golf golf tournaments and poker tournaments and the uh, Mario Kart tournaments. So they keep us busy and we go for dinners at uh, the spots that we're allowed to and um, just try to make the most of our days. I mean, um, this is a, a unique experience that one day we'll be, we'll talk, we'll talk about in 20 years. That Holy moly, that was a pretty cool thing that we did. And, you know, it's, it's been really fun and I'm excited to see uh, what the rest of what the rest entails for us. And uh, I'm just looking to, Hopefully, uh, get some wins here. Yeah, I mean, you guys' first round matchup with the Chicago Blackhawks for yourself. You know, I'd say you're, you're in a black ace right now, but you've always got to be prepared to get back mm -hmm. on the ice. And you know, talking with you and knowing knowing about your story, you're definitely a guy that's going to be prepared if the opportunity presents itself. But Peyton, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today. I wish you best of luck in the quest for the cup and uh, next year when you head to training camp with an opportunity to make the team for real. Awesome. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on. Forward, McLennan, a long pass. Krebs in, shoots, scores! Lightning strike from Winnipeg. Thank you to the Vegas Golden Knights for helping arrange that for us. Up next, we have Matt Alfaro, who is a University of Calgary Dinos forward. He played four seasons in the Western Hockey League, playing 263 games, scoring 62 goals, 93 assists for 155 points. Opportunity for the Dinos all by himself, takes a shot, scores! And a nice job there by Matt Alfaro. Hi, I'm joined with Matt Alfaro a University of Calgary Dinos forward, former Western Hockey League player with the Lethbridge Hurricanes and Kootenai Ice. Matt, how's your summer been? Uh, it's been uh, it's been a little different this year, but it's still uh, it's been good. 
It's been good. What have you been getting up to? Have you been uh, just taking some summer courses or just working? Uh, I took a few spring courses and then uh, really now just trying to get on the ice, um, work out here and there and play some golf. Play some golf. How's the handicap looking right now? It's getting better. It started off not very good, but uh, improving. So. It's, hey, that's what we want to see. Just constant improvement throughout the summer. <laughs> and then you lose it all again over the winter months. Yeah, exactly. So, Matt, you're, in your, you're going into your fourth year with the University of Calgary. What's that experience been like for you? First year was, it was pretty tough. Like school, school wasn't that hard for me at the beginning. It was more um, the hockey side of things, just balancing it with your schedule and stuff. But now going in my first year, fourth year, the difference is substantial of how much more comfortable I am like with school and balancing classes. So it's been quite the experience and it's been good. I think it's helped me mature or a lot over these past three, four years. Yeah, it's a big change going from, you know, just playing hockey pretty much every day to understanding that, you know, hockey and school have equal weight. And in, in some regards, the, the school part is going to take up a lot more time than the actual hockey part. And on that, uh, what are you actually taking at the University of Calgary? And what interested you in that field of study? Uh, I'm in uh, the Haskane School of Business. When I first came to UFC, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. My first year, I was kind of just in a program that I knew I could get into to start playing hockey and taking some classes. And then I ended up transferring into sciences and then transferring to Haskane. So I've kind of gone all over the map my first couple of years. And now I finally found something that I'm really interested in and something I'm doing well. in. So you're in the Haskane school of business. When you were leaving the Western league and you, you knew you were going to take advantage of that scholarship, did you know that you wanted to go to the university of Calgary? Or were there a couple other schools that really caught your eye? And then what about U of C ultimately made you decide to go there? Yeah, I talked to, uh, obviously talked to a few schools at the end of my 20-year-old year. I knew I kind of either wanted to stay in Alberta or go down east. So I talked to a few schools like Acadia, was pretty interested, and in, I was thinking about even doing a fly down. But really, when I, when I came back home and I, I met with Mark Howell, the head coach for UFC, and we kind of did a tour, but I already knew the campus from growing up here. So it was something I was really comfortable with and moving back home was something I was really interested in and really the, the school's good. The program was good. So there wasn't really a reason for me to go anywhere else. You just finished your third season. You had your best statistical season since you've been at the University of Calgary. What do you think led to your, your explosion in offense this, this year? And how are you going to make sure that carries over to next season? I think I was just I was just confident. I came in, my summer training went well. I was on the ice a lot. I was really focused on having a good year, and I knew I'd have the opportunity to with the way our roster was set up. I knew I had to be a big part of the offense with a couple guys that we lost. And really just I got off to a hot start, and with my game, my confidence kind of needs to be high to be successful, and I just kept it rolling throughout the year. So really going into next year is just coming off with a good start and just keep it rolling. I mean, you had a ton of confidence when you were in the Western Hockey League as well. Four seasons with Kootenai and then traded to Lethbridge. What was it like? Can you remember that first season you come in? You talk about confidence. When you're, when you're 16, 17 years old, uh, how long do you think it took you to really get your confidence in the Western Hockey League? Yeah, my first year was, was kind of rough to start. And then I started getting more opportunity and more trust with my coaches. And by the time the playoffs came around when I was 17, I, I was getting a lot of ice time and I just kept it going and I really had my confidence high. And then kind of my first year at UFC was almost like restarting the whole, the whole process again. It was like your 16, 17 first year kind of thing. And so it took me another year basically to get my confidence back. 
that last season that you were in the Western League, your 20-year-old year, you were traded to the Lethbridge Hurricanes. What was that like for you, spending your entire career with one team, and then you know the last essentially three months you're going to spend it with this with this team that you're going to have to go in and assimilate with all these guys, understand their systems. How did you make that transition? It was pretty seamless, really. Like it was something I was um, hoping would happen. Really, we kind of knew the situation with Kootenai and a trade might be coming. So it's something I was excited for and came in with an open mind. And I'm I'm glad it really I'm glad it happened because it was a whole nother experience and to go to a different city, new locker room, like new facilities, everything. It was it was cool to get a different a different look at things in the Western Hockey League. You know, that was your last year in the Western League. Uh, and then you transitioned off to the University of Calgary. You have at least one more year at school, and then you'll transition into the next stage of your life. Do you want to continue playing hockey at the professional level, or are you going to take that degree from the Haskins School of Business and start your professional career in the business world? I think after my first year, I was more focused on my life after hockey and after UFC going into getting a job right after in the professional world as I've kind of come along by during the seasons it's something that my coach is talking about is there should be opportunities once I'm done and now it's something I'm really focused on and I'm still going to get my degree from UFC but I'm hoping to pursue professional hockey after school and then have that degree to fall back on. So what do you think is the biggest difference that you found between playing in junior hockey compared to playing in youth sports hockey the amount of games we played in junior was three four times a week like the amount of practices you had was pretty even with the amount of games and then you come to a schedule like we have here where it's two games a week sometimes you go a month without playing so it's a lot of it's a lot of practice time so I think you kind of you got to be able to use that practice time and there's so many hours that you can use you can really develop a lot in our league and then each game is so intense. Like I remember my first year playing a preseason game, taken back of how, how serious it was because we don't have that many games to play and everything, every game is so important. Yeah, it's a very compressed schedule. It's, it's a great schedule. You get to have a very long Christmas break, which is uh, much enjoyed. That doesn't really happen in the Western Hockey League. As you're coming into next season with the uncertainty, how are you preparing to get ready for that? And, you know, what does your schedule look like class-wise? Yeah, so right now I'm just trying to stay somewhat in shape because I know basically our off, like off season is going to start like September, we still have four months before January where our season starts. Um, and then in the fall, I think I'm going to take five classes because they're all online. And so I know with no games, like I'll be able to handle that course load. And uh, yeah, it should be some intense practices in the fall and hopefully we'll get in shape ready for January. Yeah, you'll learn to either love your teammates or hate them pretty quick. Yeah. You know, Matt, you've had you've had an extensive uh, hockey career up to this point. Is there a memory that you have that sticks out to you as your favorite hockey memory? Probably be there's probably a couple. One individual one would be when I got my hat trick in Lethbridge when I was 20. It was something I've been waiting four years for, and finally came to fruition. And then team wise, it was probably my first year when we beat um, we beat the Calgary Hitmen in six games, and that was pretty cool. Being growing up as a Calgary kid and going to Hitmen games and beating them in a playoff series and playing in the Saddle Dome. Really my first experience with play like true playoff hockey and 
to come out of that series with a win was uh, something pretty special. Let's touch on that again. You like playing in the Saddle Dome. We obviously have the Crow Child Classic here. For those of you who don't know, it's the University of Calgary men's and women's team. They play the University, well, Mount Royal University men's and women's team back-to-back at the Saddle Dome. It's a packed game. You know, what's that experience been like, and what's it like to be, to be a university athlete playing there with 13,000 students cheering you on? It's awesome. For me, I, I played in the Saddle Dome before in crowds like that, but it's just a different, it's a whole different atmosphere than a normal Calgary Hitman game. You got all 18 to 24 year olds in the building, all repping their school color. Everyone's like loud as can be, drinks are flowing. So it's really, uh, it's like a cool experience and it's something I'm glad that uh, I've had the chance to be a part of. Yeah, the drinks are definitely flowing and Cowboys is lined up after. Well, Matt, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this. Hope you have a great summer. Hope that handicap keeps coming down and uh, best of luck next season. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Alfaro through. Alfaro to the net. Scores! Matt Alfaro shorthanded his first career hat trick. Thanks to Matt for taking time away from the links to sit down and talk with us. And lastly today, we have Connor Levis, the 2019 20th overall selection in the WHL Bantam Draft. Connor recently signed his SPA with the Kamloops Blazers, and that's what I talked with him about. Hi, I'm here with the 2019 20th overall selection in the first round by the Kamloops Blazers, Connor Levis. Connor, you know, what, what went into your decision on deciding to go with the Blazers over the University of Michigan, which you'd previously uh, committed to? Yeah, well, I definitely think, you know, when I made my commitment to the NCAA, I, I really thought I was going to require the four full years in university to develop as a hockey player. You know, however, since then, uh, I've grown bigger and, and really focused on, on becoming a more skilled hockey player. So, you know, I now believe that I really can play in the Western Hockey League as a 16-year-old. And I think once I determined this, the decision was pretty easy because, you know, I think a lot of other people will agree with me, but the WHL is definitely one of the best development leagues in the world. So fans in Kamloops, they, they obviously got to see you last year in training camp, but where do you think you improved most over this unfortunately shortened season that you just went through? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, this past season, it's been really awesome. You know, just what was so good is that we go to school uh, with all the kids on my team, and, you know, go to hockey together. So just making those memories together was really awesome. But you know, I think it was definitely a little disappointing that the season came to an end. Uh, you know, some things that I really tried to work on this season was becoming, you know, you know, a better all-around hockey player in the defensive and, and offensive zones. And, you know, I think something that really separates a, a good player from being great is, you know, the, just little details. So I, I've really been just trying to get on the ice, you know, even this past quarantine, just working on my stick handling, my shooting, my edge work, because, you know, I really think that that's really what's going to help, help develop um, personally myself as a hockey player. You played at St. George this past season. You've been playing there for the past couple of years. Uh, it's becoming a first-round factory in a sense. Yeah. Uh, two of your former teammates, one of them who played for Kelowna last year, Trevor Wong, and mm. then one that you played with last season, Andrew Crystal, both first-round picks to the Kelowna Rockets. Yeah. You're going to the Kamloops Blazers. Have you had any discussions with them about uh, rivalries that are going to happen now in the next couple of years, and who's going to be the first to bring the title back to St. George? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I definitely, you know, I'm best friends with both of them. Uh, you know, I train with them all the time, and I have a really good relationship with them and you know I was really happy for both of them to see them go first round to to an amazing organization like Kelowna but you know I think I do have a little bit of a bias towards Kamloops and I definitely think that you know we might have you know a little bit stronger of a team so hopefully we'll be able to you know to bring that title back uh, the Kamloops Blazers title back to St. George's. 
Speaking of that strong team, you've got a strong prospects pool too. Mm -hmm. um, besides yourself, Matt Lindgren was also a first round pick last season. You got Caden Hamill, who you played against um, last season while yeah. you were in Bantam. When you look at that that prospect pool, if you throw Dylan Ernst in there as well, you know what are your expectations for yourself and that sixteen year old group heading into next season? Yeah, well, you know, I think we definitely have a strong prospect pool. Um, you know, I know all the all the prospects are incredible kids, which I think is something that's really awesome about you know being able to have a strong team as as the relationships and and the chemistry with your teammates. You know, personally, I think you know over time it, it's you know I want I want to contribute to the team and success, and it's definitely going to be harder you know for all of us as younger players. But you know, there's so many good players in the WHL. We're we're going to learn to to compete and play against them. But you know, I think for all of us, it, there's going to be a lot of work ahead. You know, there's so many amazing veterans and. You know the coaching and support. Uh, you know at the with the Kamloops Blazers is is incredible. So uh, I think all of us, you know, all the prospects are going to learn a lot. You know, being able to play for an incredible organization like Kamloops. Well, Connor, thank you for taking time out of your day today. I uh, wish you all the best as you finish up school here this next week, and then uh, as you train and prepare for next season. Yeah, thanks a lot, Zach. That is it for this week's episode. We're off next week, so the next episode will drop on Wednesday, August 26th. Thank you to our guests and to you for listening. You can follow me at Zach Hotter on Twitter. You can follow the WHL at the WHL. And for everything Western Hockey League, check out whl.ca. Have a great week.